when Jesus saw him lying there, and he knew he'd been there a long time, he said to him, do you want to be made well? Wait in the water, wait in the water, children, wait in the water. God's gonna trouble the water. Christ saw the man lying by the water. God's gonna trouble the water. But he wouldn't jump in, though he knew he oughta. God's gonna trouble the water. The man said, here's what always defeats me. God's gonna trouble the water. When the water gets troubled, someone always beats me. God's gonna trouble the water. He says, wade in the water. Wait in the water, children, wait in the water. God's gonna trouble the water. But you've been here so long as I've heard tell. I gotta ask, do you really wanna be well? God's gonna trouble the water. You don't need some person to come and save you. With the blessing of God, use those legs God gave you. God's gonna trouble the water. Well, we can't stand around all day and talk. So stand up, take your mat. And begin to walk. God's gonna trouble the water. He said, God, God. Oh, what's Wade? Sorry. In the water. I know this song really. Wade in the water, children. Wade in the water. God's gonna trouble the water. Water is a, a major actor in our scriptures. It's a major actor in the New Testament. The Gospels all open how? With this scene of Jesus coming down to the river. Thank you. I know there are Bibles out there in your homes. (laughs) Open them up. Jesus going down to the river and getting by Mm, we're getting there. Plunging under the waters of the Jordan and coming up to be named and claimed by the Spirit of God. The book of Revelation closes with water, with this beautiful invitation from Christ. Let anyone who is thirsty come, and let any who desire take the water of life without price. And then we have the story of Jesus and the paralyzed man at the pool of Bethesda. Coming back to that in a minute. Last month, as you've been hearing, Lee and I were traveling through Israel and Palestine with a bunch of rabbis and pastors, and we found ourselves one morning on the bank of the Jordan River, on Jordan's stormy banks, as the song goes. (laughs) It wasn't stormy. And the river wasn't deep or wide or chilly or cold, as that other song claims. Around here, we wouldn't even call it a river. (laughs) 
we'd call it maybe a, a creek or a stream. But still, it was the Jordan, famed in song and biblical story. So a dozen rabbis and a dozen pastors came and sat by the water, which sounds like the opening of a joke, yeah. But we were all very, very serious. We were all earnestly discussing together the place of the Jordan in our different traditions. We were earnestly discussing together the symbolism of water in our scripture traditions. And we were discussing the very important political role of water in that very dry land of Israel, Palestine. It was some serious stuff. And then we got up and we're told to head back to the bus. And I said, wait, wait, to be so close to this powerful, iconic river and not get to wade in the water. That's just, so I grabbed Lee and we headed down. We took off our shoes and we rolled up our pants and we waded into the water. And as Lee sprinkled some of that water on my head, she said these words that I will remember for a long time. Okay, blessed child of God, be healed by the Spirit. Be healed by the Spirit. Not by the water, but by the Spirit. Jesus would have approved approved of that because as he insisted to the man who was born paralyzed, who was there by the side of that pool of Bethesda for so long, it's not the water that does the healing. It's the Spirit of God. Think about it. The man is sitting there on his mat right near the pool of Bethesda, yearning for healing from this unspecified disease. We don't find out what has him down for those 38 years. But he can't ever get up and get to the water when the angel stirs the water up because somebody is always quicker, somebody is always readier, somebody is always more confident or pushier or pluckier than he is. And so there he sits beside the pool of Bethesda. Side note, in case that name Bethesda sounds familiar, it's the name of the fountain in the middle of Central Park. Exactly. Named after this chapter of the Gospel of John in celebration of the completion of the Croton Aqueduct, which brought the blessing of fresh, stirred-up, clean water to New York and helped rid the city of waterborne diseases like cholera. And the statue atop the fountain is named the Angel of the Waters. Yes, the Angel of the Waters. Fun fact. You're welcome. (laughs) Jesus comes to that pool of Bethesda and sees the man and knows he's been there a long time and asks him what seems like the right question. Do you want to be healed? Do you want to be healed? It sounds a little mean or obvious or caustic or sarcastic. Do you want to be healed? But it's a good question. He's been there a long time. Does he want to be healed? And of course, the man has all the reasons for not being healed, all the reasons that he remains stuck in his situation. Nobody's there to save him. Nobody's there to help him. And he can't get to the water before somebody else gets there first. Well, the man gets healed, but he never does get near the water. Did you notice that? 
He never does get near the water. How often in scripture does Jesus come to these healing situations by pointing out that these people, the people in need of healing, have already what it takes to be instruments of that healing, to be participants in that healing, to claim that part of themselves which can be used towards their healing. Not all the time, but a lot of the time. Jesus points out that God gives us each, deep inside, that spirit of healing, that spirit of, of boldness to work for our, our own healing, our own liberation, our own freedom from things that are keeping us in place and putting us down and keeping us out. Thecla knew that. Claiming her own healing, claiming her own baptism, claiming the seal of Christ, claiming her own freedom from what puts her down and keeps her in her place. Now, I know that many of us are in need of healing. Many of us are facing situations that may or may not be within our ability to be participants in that healing and I don't want to be glib, and I, I don't want to assume anything about that. But I do want to claim the power of God and the power of the Spirit of God, that healing and liberating Spirit that yearns to free us from the things that are sticking us in our place, that are keeping us from moving on, whatever that may be. And so I want to give the opportunity now for anyone who wants to claim that healing and be prayed over to just stand up. We're not going to ask you to go into the story. We're not going to invade whatever it is that you want to keep private. But if you would like that healing, I invite you to stand there in silence and we're going to wrap you in God's spirit of liberating healing as you stand. So I invite you, if you wish, to stand. And we will claim that spirit that was present in the fountains at Bethesda. It was present in the life of that man, that spirit of living water that, as Jesus says elsewhere in the Gospel of John, wells up from deep inside us to eternal life. And so let us all unite ourselves and our spirits in prayer for each of these situations. God, you know these situations. You know them better than we ourselves who stand before you in need of healing. You know about what is keeping us down or putting us in place or help, helping to keep us from moving along where we want to be and know we can be. And yet those things are so paralyzing. We feel like that man in John 5 who was there by the pool and can't quite get it together to move in. And I know God and you know that some of these things are way beyond our ability to move and to change. And some of them God are possible only through your liberating spirit. So we ask that spirit to rain down on us like grace, to rain down on us like water, like the powerful waters of that trickly stream of Jordan, to be bathing us in the beautiful, clean, pure waters of your grace, of your spirit of wholeness and healing and liberation and freedom. God, we pray it in your name, knowing that you hear prayer, prayers that we don't even utter aloud. And you call us 
to participate in our healing. Amen. Amen. Thank you all for that. Thank you all. As some of you know, our bishops have been gathered over the last week or so to consider the way ahead for the United Methodist Church. And um, I think it's fair to say that as they considered and dealt with the issue of homosexuality and how the church is putting certain folks in, in place and keeping us from moving ahead as beloved children of God and as keep us from moving ahead as a church that tries to be faithful to the gospel of Jesus Christ, I think it's fair to say that you know, most of the bishops knew the right thing to do. Um, but they're bishops, you know, they're, um, and so they're kind of stuck in this situation and in the preservation of the institution. So they didn't quite get that, that to make that, that step ahead towards the liberation that God yearns for this church. And so we need to pray also at this time for our bishops, for our church, that this timid first step that they took will, will, will bear some fruit along the way. And so I add that to whatever it is that you have been praying for as well. The writer Paolo Freire taught us that we need to participate in our liberation. We need to participate in our healing and our wholeness. We need to participate in our Moving along, he says, attempting to liberate the oppressed without their reflective participation in the act of liberation is to treat people as objects that must be saved from a burning building rather than agents of our own healing, agents of our own liberation. So we know from Jesus that we are called to that holy work of healing ourselves as we move into healing our society and healing our church and healing our world, because we don't need someone to come and free us from what's keeping us in place and keeping us from that healing. What we need to know is that there is a spirit that wells up from deep inside us, and that spirit names us, and that spirit claims us, and moves us to a willing participation in our healing. Scientists tell us that water isn't wet. Fun fact number two, (laughs) water isn't wet. It makes other things wet. And in that same way, the spirit itself, in and of itself, isn't holy. It's holy because of what it works in us. It's holy because it makes us holy. It makes us free. It makes us liberated people, beloved children of God. And so when Lee and I were wading there into the Jordan River, after she blessed me with that gift of water and spirit, I turned and dumped some Jordan's water on her, and I said to her these words that were spoken by God at the baptism of Jesus. Lee, I think I can hear God's voice saying, this is my beloved daughter, and I am so pleased with her. Today I hear that voice again, and again, and again. And if you listen, you'll hear that voice too, hovering over each of us, naming us and claiming us and awakening with each one of us that spirit of healing and wholeness, that spirit of liberation and freedom. We don't need somebody to come and drop us into the water. We're powerful. You are powerful, filled with a powerful spirit of healing. 
blessed by the one who has named you and claimed you and willed you to be well and to work towards a world that works for everybody, where all matter, all are worthy of healing and empowered to participate in our own healing and in the healing of the world. Amen. Amen. If you, if you want to know that you've been redeemed, God's going to trouble the water. Follow me down to Jordan stream. God's going to trouble the water. Wade in the water. Wade in the water, children. Wade in the water. God's going to trouble the water. So you don't need a savior. You got one already. Just rise up, take your mat, and move on steady. God's gonna trouble the water. Jesus says, don't be quick with those excuses. Don't put up with put downs, lies, and abuses. God's gonna trouble the water. I said, wade in the water. Wade in the water, children, wade in the water. God's gonna trouble water. You are your own hero, you are plucky and prickly. Just like Thecla, like we heard from Vicky, God's gonna trouble the water. I said, wait in the water, wait in the water, children, wait in the water. God's gonna trouble the water. He says, wait.